welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. John said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro, and glad you're joining me today. And on this episode, I want to talk about a few power tools that uh, I think make homesteading a little easier. And, um, you know, every homestead needs a few tools, but uh, which ones are the most useful? And I really believe make and make homesteading just, you know, a lot, a lot easier. And um, I just want to discuss a few such tools. Some might seem obvious. Others maybe you haven't thought about, but we'll just bring up a few and, and see if you would agree or see if there may be some things you would add. Uh, today was a really busy day on the homestead. We uh, stained uh, over 100 yards. We have a, a ranch-style fence down one side, and it was getting pretty weathered, and and we uh, stained and waterproofed that. Me and my wife were working on that all day and putting the old Thompson's water seal on it, and sta- it's the stained kind. And um, that was a lot of work, and then I painted the deck, and uh, all that doesn't sound too hard, but it was like mid-90s today, so it was hot out, and it kind of wore me down a little bit, but it all looks good, and, and, and I think it's going to last a lot longer, so I uh, feel good about it. Let's just get on with our main topic of discussion. I think this is a, uh, this may not be a topic that, you know, a lot of people will benefit from, because I think a lot of homesteaders already have a lot of power tools. They already know what they want. They've already, you know, they already have a few. Maybe they already have all of these, but I thought it'd be a, a good topic for maybe for those who are just getting into homestead, or maybe for those who uh, don't have a, a lot of knowledge about power tools. Uh, and maybe they're just wondering on what they should get. I do want to talk about safety when it comes to uh, power tools, though. Uh, you know, I, I used to not think it was all that important, but I got tired of cleaning things out of my eyeballs all the time because I'd be under a pickup truck working on something and stuff's falling, grit and stuff's falling in my eyes. I'd always be in the house washing out my eyes and think, where eye protection? You know, if you're going to run saws and, and do things, your, your day's going to go a whole lot better when you don't have to dig sawdust out of your eyeballs and you don't have to, you know, dig dirt out of them or you get a cut on your eye or, you know, whatever. Uh, wear some eye protection. It's just, I, you know, it's just a smart move. It really is in any of these power tools I'm going to talk about today. Um, long sleeves for some of these tools are, are nice too. Uh, you cut up and scratched up or get sparks or whatever. Sometimes long sleeves are, are good. Gloves uh, for some things and no loose clothing. Um, these are important. These are things, you know, maybe you learn as a kid in, in shop class and in school, you know, or something. But, you know, the older I get, the more important I realize these things are because uh, I've seen in my years a lot of people get hurt really bad. Um, you know, I've seen uh, uh, clothing, loose clothing, pull people into saws. I've seen, you know, hair, pull people into saws, put your hair up, ladies, if you're, or men, if you got long hair. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen, you know, and I've had my fair share of injuries with bad splinters, you know, going up between fingernails and just, you know, cuts and sparks burning me and, you know, all kinds of things. So eye protection, long sleeves, gloves, and no loose clothing. Those are good things. There's probably other safety uh, measures a person should be taking, but these are some pretty simple and easy to fix ones that uh, everybody should be doing 
with certain equipment. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we talk about the, the power tools, because, you know, I think it's important. I think safety is really important. You know, as homesteaders, um, we're practicing self-sufficiency. And, and part of that means that we want to be able to take care of as much as we can take care of right on our property. Well, you get a bad injury, uh, you're not going to take care of that at your place. You're going to go to the hospital and other people are going to take care of it. And then you're going to have a big old hospital bill. And, and that's, you know, it's just it, in the big scheme of things, it's not self-sufficient to not take care of yourself properly and protect yourself. So I just want to put that out there. Um, the first piece of equipment that I want to talk about, a power tool that I, I think is really beneficial and does make homesteading easier in a lot of ways as a chipper shredder. Um, I bought one a couple years ago and I bought the wrong one. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it out front. I bought an electric one and, and it does the job and I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I spent like a hundred dollars on it and it, it will do probably inch and a half, m maybe two inch uh, limbs and things. It'll, it'll shred them. But if you get something, but you have to prep those limbs, they have to be pretty straight going in. I mean, you have to do some work just to feed them through this thing to make mulch and, um, it works. But, you know, uh, a heavier duty gas one, something that you can feed some big limbs through is definitely better. You're going to pay a lot more for one though, for sure. But definitely if I was going, if I, and someday I will buy another one, um, I'll get a gas one, but my little electric one, it works pretty good. It just takes me a long time to do things and, and I have to be careful what I feed into it because it can jam up pretty easy. Uh, but you can, with a chipper shredder, make your own mulch. You know, every year we're out here uh, cleaning up the garden and, and pruning trees and all that, and we pile this stuff up. You know, even when I have my sunflowers at the end of the year, the big stalks or the or the uh, the artichokes, Jerusalem artichoke stalks, all this stuff can be fed through a chipper shredder to make mulch with. Um, not only can you make mulch with it for putting your garden paths or wherever, or even on top of your beds, but it also shreds things up that you're going to put in the compost bin and it'll compost a lot quicker. I mean, if you're throwing big old sticks and stuff in your compost, it's going to, you're going to have to feed that a lot of nitrogen to get that to compost. And it's going to take a long time. So, um, if you can, you know, shred that down to pretty small stuff, it's going to compost a lot easier. So, so may, for making your own mulch, cleaning up your messes, cleaning up your pruning messes and, uh, you know, shredding things up for the compost, a chipper shredder can definitely, uh, make, uh, uh, homesteading easier and if you've got a lot of trees around your place and you're doing a lot of pruning or you're doing a lot of cleanup from messes you know where trees dropping you know their stuff all over the ground and stuff um you know a tripper shredder can be just great for helping clean up your property and you're getting all that valuable that getting all that valuable mulch too and uh, man I, I can just never have enough mulch i mean i'm always putting it in the pathways i'm always putting it in you know down in garden beds i'm using it in the compost bins i'm using it you know to soak up things and under the rabbits and you know i'll keep it under the rabbit pins above i actually have a double layer i have a vermicomposting bin under my rabbits where it catches kind of all their their junk but any liquid that falls through i actually have a, a false floor in that uh, vermicompost bin and their urine and stuff, the liquids will fall down and I keep mulch and stuff under there. Well, after a while that even decays and makes a real nice garden amendment. So having a tripper shredder is very valuable. Uh, I, like I said, I, I kind of bought, bought the wrong one, but, um, it's, it's doable. It's usable. It's cheap, you know, a hundred dollar chipper shredder. I can do it. It's just, it, my job's a little harder with that than if I had a nice heavy duty gas one. So I would go with a gas one if your budget allows, um, 
a leaf mulcher. Now, this is something different than a chipper shredder. This is just for leaves. And they have like a hopper on them, and you drop the leaves into this hopper, and it feeds them through, and it crunches up leaves. Now, you can take whole leaves and put them on top of your garden beds. Every every fall, that's what I basically put my, my garden beds to bed with. I cover them. I put a little compost down, and I cover them up with leaves. And um, I wet everything down real good, and I walk away from it till spring. And most of the leaves will decompose. But if you have a leaf mulcher, you can make sure they decompose because you can shred them up pretty fine, and they'll decompose a lot faster. Again, if you're going to use leaves in your in your compost bins, it works really well for that too. And you can make your own leaf mold uh, for soil amendment. For a soil amendment, a leaf mold is a very valuable thing to uh, stir into your soil for your raised beds for potting soils. Um, it, it's, it, uh, makes your uh, soil real fluffy. Um, it's kind of a replacement for, um, for peat moss. So it works really, really well for that only it, it but the, it's better than peat moss because it actually has, uh, where, where peat moss is pretty neutral. Um, leaf mulch will act, it'll actually, uh, have some beneficial amendment to the soil as far as nutrients and stuff go. So, uh, leaves, leaves are really great to have for your garden and a leaf mulcher is a great tool a great power tool to have um, to uh, to prepare those leaves to make them just break down a little bit better, a little quicker, make them a little lighter and fluffier than just, you know, because if you're using whole leaves, it does take them a little while. Depending on what kind of tree it is, it can take them a while to break down. So having a leaf mulcher is great. Plus, you can feed a lot of just garden. Yeah, those leaf mulchers will do more than just mulch. I mean, you can feed a lot of, you know, garden uh, light um, garden plants to them. I mean, I wouldn't throw nothing real heavy duty. You might use your your actual chipper shredder for anything real heavy duty, but, uh, you know, light plants and things, I, you can drop them through a leaf mulcher and they'll chop them up pretty good. Anything that's not much heavier than a leaf as far as the thickness and whatnot, but you know, garden plants that you're done at the end of the season, you can drop them through your leaf mulcher, a lot of them and uh, grind them up, throw them in the compost. So a uh, great thing to have. I want to talk next about saws and I want to talk about a few different kinds of saws that I think are just super beneficial. I'm a builder. Um, I, I think when you're a homesteader, building is just part of homesteading. I mean, for most homesteaders, um, building things, fixing things, repairing things that are made of wood or, and or metal, you know, um, it's just part of homesteading for me. It's something I, I I'm doing a lot of, you know, a couple times a week, I've got a saw in my hand of some kind. And I want to talk about a few of those kinds of saws that I find very useful things I use constantly for building and fixing things. And, and the first one I'll talk about is a compound miter saw. Now, if you've ever seen a compound miter saw, uh, this is, it's like a chop saw. It's like a, you bring it down, but it'll actually turn and you cut angles with it. And it's really nice, and they're not real big. You can you know kind of lug them around wherever you're doing a project, and um, you, you can cut angles in boards. And they're really, really nice uh, for, say, building raised beds. You can cut straight edges. You can cut uh, angles real easy, make things make your corners come together like a, in a 90 degree angle and cut your 45s real good to, to bring that 90 perfectly together. I mean, there's just so much you can do with them and they're just, I find I use mine a lot. So I think a compound miter saw is a super handy, um, a saw to have. I also think a radial arm saw is really handy. Now it's more of a permanent thing. It's, it's something you'll probably keep in your garage or barn and, and a radial arm saw you cut angles with and stuff, but you can actually cut a lot bigger pieces than you can with the miter saw. Uh, you can, I mean, you can turn it sideways and rip whole sheets of plywood. And, um, so a, a radial arm saw is very handy to have. Uh, now you, you don't have to have a radial arm saw. If you have a compound miter saw, 
that'll do the trick. And if you have a table saw, which is the next kind of saw I'll talk about, a table saw is really good for ripping large pieces of lumber. Um, you know, even, even small pieces of lumber. Now I'll feed, uh, like sometimes I'll have like extra two by fours around. Well, I may not need two by fours. I might need two by twos. Cause say I'm building a, you know, like for example, I built a grape arbor a couple years ago and, and inside that, the trellising part of that grape arbor, I built out of two by twos. I kind of just made them like a tic-tac-toe board kind of inside, inside the, uh, four by four, uh, um, framing of it. And, uh, um, I use two by twos for that pretty heavy duty. Well, I didn't have any two by twos. So I just do some two by fours on the table saw and ripped them in half, you know, and you got two by twos. So I just find that a, a table saw comes in real handy for just all kinds of projects. If I'm ripping plywood or, you know, um, cutting some, uh, something from the house or whatever. I mean, I, I find that I'm always, uh, I probably don't use the table saw as much as I use some of the other saws, but when I need it, it's a really valuable tool to have. So having a table saw is nice. The tool I probably, the saw I, I, definitely use the most is a circular saw just a handheld circular saw now you can get these with a cord or you can get these battery operated i have one with a cord because i like to have a little bit of power but nowadays i mean you get like the 20 volt ones and such and and they're pretty powerful i mean you can you can pretty much do anything with that that i do with the cord one um I, next time i buy one i'll probably get a, a, a cordless one um i've just heard so much you know they're they hold a lot better charge than they used to back in the day things are just getting so much better in the cordless realm that uh you know a, a, a circular saw is it, like i say it's probably the saw at least once or twice a week i'm breaking out the circular saw and cutting a board you know cutting something i mean i'm just i'm i'm all the time i have that saw out doing something with it um so having a circular saw is, is real important um be careful with all these saw saws are some of the most da- most dangerous tools you can use uh, for sure. I mean, they, you can lose a finger real fast, cut your leg real bad. I mean, you, you can literally kill yourself with a saw. So be real careful. Uh, the next kind of saw I want to talk about is a sawzall. Now, if you're doing any kind of demolition, a sawzall is really nice. I mean, if you're just cutting out walls or tearing down a building or, but you can even prune with it. I mean, I've taken mine out and used it to prune bigger limbs with it. Um, that you're just a little bit too big to, uh, cut with the, uh, the pruners. I'll just break out the, uh, the Sawzall. Uh, I have a battery operated one, uh, a cordless one, and, uh, works really, really good for cutting tree limbs and things like that. And like I said, you're doing any kind of demolition, you know, like say, I'm going to cut out a wall or cut off something or just tear something down. Um, they're really good for that. I mean, you can literally cut down small trees with them. I mean, they're really handy. So having a Sawzall, I think is, is, is a great tool to have as well. The one that probably most homesteaders have and most homesteaders are interested in having is a chainsaw. Chainsaw is super valuable. It's also a very dangerous piece of equipment. Know what you're doing when you use a chainsaw. Wear the proper safety equipment. Pay attention to what you're doing. Maintain it properly. Learn how to do that uh, before you go messing with chainsaws because they're very dangerous, but they're also very valuable. If you're dropping trees or you're burning firewood, um, you know I've used mine just to make cuts on things that... You know, where I don't have a, you know, I've actually had to use a chainsaw to cut like two by sixes or something to make something just because I had it handier than where my circular saw was. And I grabbed it and made a, a good cut with it and, you know, threw it together. It didn't have to be real super accurate. I, I popped it together. Um, so a chainsaw is super valuable. Now, uh, you're, you're probably going to get what you pay for in those. Uh, still, S-T-I-H-L, uh, that is the, the number one brand. I mean, they're really the best made chainsaws on the market. They're also by far the most expensive ones. There's a lot of mid-tier uh, 
uh, value chainsaws that are, are really good. I'll tell you the ones I'd avoid. I'd avoid the really inexpensive ones, the ones you might find at like Walmart or something like that, like the Poland's or the Home Lights or those kind of chainsaws. I've never had good luck with those. They don't last very long. Um, they'll run like a scalded dog for a few months, and then you're done with them. They're, they're throwaway chainsaws. They really are, and uh, I avoid them. You know, I've had a few of them over the years, and I, I just I vowed to never buy another one, and I have a steel now, and I, I love it. It did pay a lot more for it, but they're 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 worth having. They really are. So, you know, it's one of them things. Literally, with all these saws, you're going to get. You know, there's higher qualities and there's junk out there. I I tend to either go mid tier or higher quality on on power tools because I've had a lot of junk over the years that just didn't hold up. So, um, the next tool I want to talk about is to me it is the most used tool number one hands down on my homestead. I use it dang near every day for something because I'm all the time putting screws in. I'm all the time drilling holes and that's a cordless drill. Get a high quality drill. You'll be glad you did. You go and you buy these little cheapies at wherever, you know, the discount stores or whatever, Harbor Freight, you know, even Walmart. You're not going to be happy. Get a DeWalt, get a, you know, something like that. Get you something that is expensive, but you will get years, years of use out of this cordless drill. And it'll have plenty power. And you want one with two batteries so you can keep them swapped out and always have a charged battery. But I'm going to tell you what, I use mine. Like I said, probably probably five out of seven days, I'm using my cordless drill for something. I mean, I just I I put a lot of things together with screws, and if you're ever taking things apart with screws, I mean, just I'm always using the cordless drill. Get you a good cordless drill, and you're gonna be glad you did, because like I said, it's the most used tool on my homestead. I very rarely have a handheld screwdriver. I mean, a regular screwdriver in my hand anymore. It's almost always done with a cordless drill. And and I'll tell you what, get good high quality bits too. Um, I use the uh, I have the Dewalt um, uh, bits, and I have the uh, when I'm when I have the Phillips heads for for the screws for putting in screws, and it has the uh, it's mag it's it's a magnet, and it also has the uh, thing that slides over the screw that holds it, and it'll keep it straight when you're trying to put things in. Oh my goodness, you can drive so many screws. Um, and not have to really worry about trying to hold the screw and try to, you know, and keep it from slipping and all that. You want that little slide piece that slides down over the screw. I don't know what, I can't remember what that piece is, that attachment's called, but it goes into your drill first and then the Phillips head pops into, or whatever bit you want to use will pop into the end of that. And then you just slide that down over the screw. So it's really nice. It makes that drill so much more valuable. I actually lost a bit the other day and I had to use a regular bit without the slider and it would, because the bit I had wouldn't fit in that slider and i tried to drive a couple screws and i was wobbling it all over the place i was like okay that's enough so i just ran down to the hardware store and bought bought some bits for it because i was like okay i can't make that work i'm so used to using it the other way that i couldn't use it any other way so get the proper you know attachments for your cordless drill and you'll be glad you did when it comes to the you know the the bits and things and um, you can get the quick change stuff there's all kinds of real handy stuff for your cordless drills and uh, i highly recommend them Uh, it's like i said every day just about every day i'm I'm using my cordless drill for something i probably used it a hundred times today (laughs) um Another valuable tool, and probably the last one I'm going to talk about, um, is an angle grinder. Now, you might think, why do I need an angle grinder? Well, um, I mean, if you have sanders and you have all these, I, I use an angle grinder. And, and I actually, this is not suggested, but I take the guard off of it. Um, I, I put it back on if I'm doing strictly cutting. If I'm just only doing cutting, I'll put the guard back on it. But I also use it 
for grinding and I use it for sanding. I have sanding pads that'll go on mine and I have grinding pads that go on it. And then when you're using those things, um, the, the, there's a, uh, a guard that it's like a half guard that basically, uh, because it's made to cut at an angle, it's cut sideways for the, for the cutting pads. And that guard will cover half of it, uh, you know, towards you. And it's great for cutting, but it gets in the way when you're trying to sand with it or grind with it. And it's kind of a multi-purpose tool for me. I take that off and it's pretty easy. It's just one screw and you can put that guard off and on and you already have the, um, the disc off when you're changing discs, so you just stick the guard back on. But uh, I use mine, you know, once a week probably for something I'm cutting. You can cut metal, um, you know, you can uh, cut plastic with it. You can, you know, um, for the cutting pads, grind anything with it. You get the grinding disc, you can grind anything with it real good. And you can get the, the, the it's a heavier grit sandpaper and it's turning a lot of RPMs. So you got to be careful. You're not doing any kind of delicate sanding with it. But if you got to knock a corner off of something or do some rough sanding, they work really good at, but now they sell these like really generic angle grinders. You're going to want to avoid those. They're not very good. They don't hold up for very long. Get you, you know, even the more expensive ones are, you know, 20, 30 bucks. They're just not that expensive. Um, but you can find them real cheapies for like 10 bucks and I had to avoid those cause they just don't hold up and they're, they're a dangerous tool as well. They're turning some serious RPMs and you got to be real careful to keep your hands away from that. So, um, just be on guard with them, but I find they're a very useful tool and uh, I'm always cutting something or doing something with them. So, um, just, okay. So there you have it. Be safe, but get you a chipper shredder, a leaf mulcher. Um, the variety of saws that I mentioned, cordless drill and angle grinder, you get those tools on your homestead, you're going to find that a lot of jobs just got a whole lot easier and, uh, power tools will have their advantages, you know, and, and you can get, you know, except for the first couple I mentioned that were bigger, the chipper shredder and the leaf mulcher, the rest of that stuff could be, you can actually get all that in cordless. I mean, even the angle grinder, I've seen cordless angle grinders. I, all mine have cords, but, um, you know, you could actually say you're, you know, you don't like using electricity on the grid or whatever. You're off grid or whatever. You can get all that stuff in, uh, w- that is uh, cordless, uh, run on battery. So, um, yeah, I suggest getting a few of those things. They're, they're going to make homesteading a lot easier. And the bigger property you have and the more stuff you have, uh, the more you need tools like that. So uh, that's just a, a few recommendations or a few ideas I have for, for power tools. Like, there's, a, there's a thousand power tools out there that you can use on your homestead. These are just the ones that I find I'm using most often. So uh, check them out and see if you have the similar uses uh, for uh, those kind of tools on your homestead. Recommendation today, I want to tell you about a YouTube channel. Most of you have probably heard of this YouTube channel. And, and the reason I'm mentioning this one is because he talks a lot about power tools and, and all kinds of tools and chainsaws and all kinds of stuff. And that's Wrangler Star. If you've never uh, checked out Wrangler Star, well, then you're uh, one of the, the few that, that I never heard of him because he's got well over a million subscribers to his channel, and he's got a pretty popular YouTube channel. So uh, check out Wrangler Star. I'll put a link in the uh, the notes for this episode, and you can go check that out. But uh, definitely uh, worth watching. You may not like all his stuff. He you know, he does all kinds of things. I mean, he does a lot of homesteading stuff. He talks a lot. He does a lot of like blacksmithing. He does, you know, a lot of power tools. He does a lot of hand tools, a lot of axes. 
you know, he's big on chainsaws. He does a lot of fireman stuff because he's a he's a fireman in the in the forest there. Um, you know, he's he's a Christian, so he does Bible studies. I mean, he's doing a lot of stuff on his YouTube channel. But some of them you'll like, some of you don't. Just don't watch the ones you don't like. And if something sparks your interest, check them out. He's got a lot of stuff going on, so uh, check out his channel. It's Wrangler Star, and uh, like I said, a lot of people have subscribed to him because they really like him. Uh, I do want to close with the homestead life segment. This is a segment in each episode where I share something that's better in my life because of, because of homesteading. And, um, this week I want to talk about, you know, what, what to do with all these strawberries. Oh, I know. Let's just make the best tasting stuff on the planet. Let's make some homemade strawberry jam. I made some strawberry jam the other day and, uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so good. It's probably the best jam I've ever made in my life. And I, I've never, it was the first time I've actually ever made strawberry jam because we just never had that many strawberries where I felt like I had an abundance. I mean, we couldn't even eat them fast enough. I mean, so I'm like, okay, what do I need? What can I do with all these strawberries we're getting right now? So I thought, I'm going to make some jam. And, and man, I'll tell you, my life is so much better um, because of homesteading because of this jam <laughs> let me tell you such good stuff get you about four cups of mashed up strawberries a quarter cup of lemon juice three cups of sugar or so and a package of that low sugar pectin and just make some magic happen because that stuff is like heaven in a jar <laughs> let me tell you smear that on a biscuit or a piece of toast and you'll be like oh my gosh um i want to be a homesteader and i'm so glad i am you know so uh that's something that's just better in my life because i'm homesteading, and you know, every day it's something every day and uh so uh get out there and make you some uh homemade strawberry jam trust me you won't regret it <laughs> now, that's it for this episode thanks for joining me folks and until uh the next time happy homesteading and god bless Ooh.